Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The rogue of wrestling, Michael Newman. Common problem for WWE superstars. Like, they never know how to react to the lights going off. Like, Undertaker made a career out of that. And the New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. Why did no one who feuded with The Undertaker over all these years just bring a flashlight down to the room? <laughs> You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Can you imagine that? Like, <laughs> shielding his eyes, like, hissing as he runs away or something? <laughs> like, some goth kid. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the post-greatest Royal Rumble pre-backlash edition of the Super Spark Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, joined by my tag team partner, the broker <laughs> wrestling Mr. Michael Newman. I am the New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. How you doing this week, Newman? Dude, we're, we're squeezing in. We're just getting right in here. It just... Oh, my God. Like, oversaturation is, like, not even the... Can't even describe... The what WWE is doing right now? It's it's a really weird time, right? Because just because it's like, all right, so backlash was definitely supposed to happen all along, but this greatest Royal Rumble has just come out of nowhere, and it's really weird too because we we were definitely thinking there were going to be a lot more like title changes and things that happened on this show, and it ended up really being kind of like Nothing a glorified happened. house show, like to the point where even this yeah. like they invented a new belt and then it was just there for one night. Which, like, I'm kind of yeah. glad because I don't know what the fuck they would do with another belt right now. Especially one for, like, the greatest, what are you, the greatest Royal Rumble champion or something? like. Well, you know what, uh, I'd, I'd heard a theory, and I'm trying to remember who said it, but uh, somebody was thinking about that maybe this is all just a test. Like, they invented the belt there to have Braun Strowman hold it up and be like, hey, what do we think of this image? Do we like the idea of Braun Strowman and raising a belt? A positive one. Yeah, I mean, the crowd reacted positively for sure. So. I think I the greatest comparison I heard, and I love this, is uh, someone compared Braun and Roman to Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. That hmm. one of them was, I'm trying to think who they're saying. Um, I think it was Sam Roberts. I think he was saying that like Roman is like the heel, Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. And Braun is your babyface Hulk Hogan. Okay, I think that's what it was. Do you think that that comparison makes sense? I think it does because I think if they do it right, and it's where you start out with a heel Roman Reigns, I mm-hmm. think eventually the crowd will like him like they they came to love Randy Savage. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, we've been saying that for a long time too. But it, you know, it's, it's amazing because the comparisons even to his cousin, The Rock, because I think it's it's kind of similar to that too, right? Yeah. In that they're just they've been casting yeah, he him was wrong. The blue chipper and the yeah. It's it is kind of amazing how they still just won't let that go. But I don't know. Maybe maybe there's some light here at the end of the tunnel. Because if if because here's the problem. I guess their thought is that they always have to have one guy that's like the super guy. And for some reason, they can't see it. That's mm-hmm. Braun Strowman yet. But maybe maybe they're starting to realize that now. Because if they finally can fixate on a new guy, 
then I, that's got to be the key, right? Because if at least they can do that, then they can finally experiment with Roman Reigns again. Yes. Because if that if, if there, I think there's no point after that, right? Like, yeah. There'd be no point to keep trying to make him be the guy if they already have another guy that'd be the guy. And if they're fixated on a guy that's correct, like Strowman, right? They mm. did everything right with Strowman. They didn't push him down the your throats at the beginning. Mm-hmm. He came out. He was just the monster among men. Wow, monster among men. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, just had these squash matches, and so he just did this steady growth, and the the fans came to love him. And so they had the opposite reaction with Reigns, where he was shoved down our throats, and so. You have a guy that you did it correctly with, so stick with that guy. And then eventually the the fans will like the other guy. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely absolutely that. But I think, and it, we've talked about this too before, there's been a fundamental problem in not just how fast they tried to shove him down our throat because that was part of the problem too, but they've chronically been miscasting this guy, Roman Reigns. Yeah. Like, just look at that dude. Like, he is supposed to be like a completely just like merciless badass. And even if eventually at some point that translates into being a babyface, he should still never be cutting these big promos and explaining. Like, if anything, like, remember how fucking over he was in The Shield? They barely even yeah. tried that much as far as just like, yeah, he's like, he fucking kills people. And it's like, great, we like it. He, he was the muscle. Yeah, like he, exactly. He was extremely physical. He, and so here's the other thing too that round that out. He actually then had appropriate weaknesses too, right? Like, because he was so strong and whatnot, he was, like, really aggressive and then, like, people could kind of, like, dodge him out and, like, trick him to, like, hit himself in the in the ring post. Like, yeah, there, were, he, there were appropriate weaknesses and then ways you can make him lose that make sense with his character and don't damage him. He could be out-wrestled. Yeah, exactly. Right, he could be out-wrestled. Like, you can kind of, like, turn his own strength against him, right? That's what you have to do with those guys. Yeah, Seth and Dean were the long-distance runners. Mm-hmm. And he was your short sprinter, muscular guy, right? So you get him in on the hock tag, a couple of big moves, and a pin. But if you were able to escape that and kind of outmaneuver him a little bit, you had a chance. Yeah, exactly. But then it's like all of a sudden they transition him out of the shield. They decide that he's the guy. And then all of a sudden now he can't have any weaknesses anymore, which is part of the same problem, too, that yeah. they had with Cena. Where all of a sudden they were just like, oh, well, he can't lose. He can't have any weaknesses. Even though, like, this is the thing that also astounded me with Cena. There are so many great ways you can make a guy lose by being way too virtuous or too much following the rules. Like, they could have done that way more with Cena. And they just Or what they're doing it. now with him with the frustration. <clears throat> right. Or, yeah, exactly. Like, getting a little bit older in the frustration angle. Like, that's... Finally, they're, like, waking up to that a little bit. But then mm-hmm. with Roman Reigns, it's like, yeah, they just... They just they have this stupid booking philosophy of like a guy can just never have a weakness. A really good comparison right now because Avengers Infinity War is out mm-hmm. would be could you imagine if Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans switched roles? Like if Robert Ooh. Downey Jr. was playing Captain America and Chris Evans was playing Iron Man. Like it wouldn't fit. The fans would not accept that. Yeah, that, that would not <laughs> that'd be pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so then, like, you know, if we translate this over to the wrestling world, too, then it's like, all right, so Roman Reigns, like, all right, what they've been trying to do is make him play John Cena, right? So, like, all right, let's have Roman Reigns play John Cena, and then let's have John John Cena play Roman Reigns. Let's see how well it's going to work for either one of those guys. Yeah. Like, it's it's just stupid how they don't realize what their characters are. 
I don't know. It's just, I feel like it's so basic, right? Because, <laughs> like, they've gotten and, it so right with so many other people. Like, something like, a guy like Stone Cold did so few things that didn't make sense for his character that it's like, how the fuck do you guys not understand this continuity anymore? Oh, or like when he turned heel. Oh, yeah, or like when he, or even like with the Rock too, like his transition too. Once they figured it out, yeah, like it's it's just weird. I don't know why they did this. Mm-hmm. And what's funny though is like in the comparisons to Cena, uh, as we've said before, Cena, mm-hmm. we didn't need to see turn heel. We just needed to see logic in his character. This time though, with Roman, it's definitely he's a heel. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's one of those things where like if they hadn't fucked it up so bad, they could have just made him a really badass dark babyface. Uh-huh. But the execution has just been so fucked up for the last couple of years that the the audience is just against it now. Like it's too late. They have to turn him heel. Yeah, if he's ever going to, because like he's he's cause he's booed anyway. He's already a heel. They just don't write him as a heel, so they're just not maximizing <laughs> his value as a character in their story. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, all right, if, if all of a sudden we're also going to just miscast people and do stupid shit with them, let's let's have Slater win the world championship. Because, makes total sense. like, that makes just as much sense with his character as some of the things they do sometimes. But it's like, no, he's the fucking loser. He's not supposed to win the championships. The only time he got one is because he got Rhino to team up with him as a, in a tag team. Like, <laughs> and that made sense. That's a great story for his character. He has kids. He needs this job, damn it. So I'll go recruit this big dumb guy to go help me. Like, that's good stuff. But then with Roman Reigns, it's like, oh, nope. He has to be, like, super virtuous. And he has to cut these big, long promos and explain himself. When, like, shouldn't Roman Reigns, like, if anybody questioned his actions or anything he did, shouldn't you be like, go fuck yourself. I don't care. I'm Roman Reigns. I don't have, I don't answer to you. Like, Shouldn't that be his, like, response when people are like, hey, can you cut a promo and explain your actions? He should be like, no. <laughs> like, that would make more sense than him just picking up a microphone and then going on for, like, 15, 20 minutes about stupid shit. Yeah. I don't know. Especially now with him just losing and then that finish at the Greatest Royal Rumble, it's he doesn't have any kind of backing to be talking about. Yeah, that was that was another fucking weird one. What did you think of that whole finish for the Greatest Royal Rumble cage match? I think it was just um, we don't want to have a definitive finish similar to the AJ Styles Shinsuke Nakamura match. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, end it this way. So then, do you think at this point because Roman won, like he actually won, even though Lesnar won, whatever. So then do you think Reigns definitely yeah. absolutely gets a rematch out of this? I mean, he shouldn't. I'm so fucking tired of this match. Right, because like, right, th- at Backlash, we don't have Lesnar. Do we know, is he supposed to be at Money in the Bank? Uh, I haven't heard anything yet. Let's just assume that he is. So if he's fighting somebody at Money in the Bank, then like, would it be Roman? Is it Strowman? Is it Lashley? Like, Who do you plug in there? I I'm I don't want to throw in Strowman yet. I feel like Strowman you want to, would want to save for like SummerSlam, right? 
Maybe, although at this point, isn't uh, I think they're trying to build up Money in the Bank to be like one of the big yeah. four or Money five bank, now. Money in the Bank is one of the big ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it's a big five, because they even do an NXT show for it now. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it wouldn't be, because like if Strowman won it there, and then you could have him defend it against Lesnar at SummerSlam. Yeah. Or at, uh, I... what's in between? Extreme Rules, I think? I guess you could always have somebody else, like Roman or... Someone like challenge Strowman in between. I would throw Lashley in there then. Sure, that's not a bad option too. Though my thing with him is that um, yeah, I want to hear him on the mic a little bit more or some kind of mouthpiece. Lashley. So far, we haven't we haven't heard anything from him. Yeah, yeah, we haven't we haven't really heard almost anything. I'm trying to remember. If he's talked at all, because I think he's done like maybe a backstage promo. Yeah, and I think he's just talked about like what whoever the opponent he was facing or something. Mm-hmm. Or he's like, "Hey guys, I'm Bobby Lashley. Remember me? I was fighting my demons, aka in TNA. <laughs> aka I was in TNA. Although, all right, so even more impressive than Lashley, uh, the most impressive big black man." Uh, of the night at the Greatest Royal Rumble, by far. Who? 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 Titus O'Neil and the world Titus World Slide has got to be one of the fucking greatest. Mo- Actually, you know what? Fucking was, perfect was this. That is my favorite moment of the Greatest Royal Rumble, uh, even more than Strowman winning. <laughs> Out of the what six hours that long that it was, dude, it was so long. Holy shit. It was so they had to take a prayer break for <laughs> people of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> it's so long we can't even get through this without some religion. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah, I forgot about that for a second. But yeah, Titus this is you know what this might actually be like the greatest thing that has ever happened to Titus. Cause then they're they're even capitalizing mm-hmm. it now on Raw and like turning it into yes. his character. And now I I have I've enjoyed the memes of have you seen the memes of like um the um oh shit why am I blanking on the name uh the WCW guy that fell through the wall oh Shockmaster, Shockmaster. yeah where he's passing a torch to <laughs> Titus <laughs> I did see one of those yeah yeah now that is hilarious mm-hmm. but that ruined his gimmick right like after that there was no more Shockmaster yeah um. They put him under a new gimmick and stuff like that. This is fantastic for Titus. Like, they they have a shirt for it already. Mm-hmm. They brought it up on Raw. I mean, this may take him up from that like mid card level. I'm not saying he's going to be a main eventer, but it could it gives him some hype. Well, it it gives. I don't know. Somehow his character is actually like really interesting now because before it was like it was getting there as far as like being the guy who comes in and he manages people and he tries to get them success but it was like it was too serious but that now this this has forced that necessary comedic edge into the character so now he's fucking a goof and you know what i think why it works is that's mm-hmm. probably how he actually is in life right like, well you know he's he fucking tricked guy. with the big keg thing like he fucking grabbed yeah. this band and got suspended like he's he's kind of a weird goof yeah and he's a great guy like the amount of charity stuff and all is is fantastic. So I never understood the full heel, like, Titus Worldwide thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it quite clicked. I think this is just clicking better. It makes more sense for his character and mm-hmm. for him as a person. 
Yeah, I, I'm fucking digging it. Like, I thought it was hilarious at the Greatest Royal Rumble itself, but then also on Monday when he uh, served as the distraction against Corbin. I thought that was awesome. Like, this, it's weird, like, he intentionally botches sort of thing because it, it felt like even in character that was supposed to be intentional. Not that, like, just yeah. obviously the performer did it on purpose, but, like, even in character, I think it was on purpose. Yeah, it's playing into that. Mm-hmm. It's... A similar thing to how Eddie used to work with the uh, purposely cheating. Mm-hmm. Like, except that now it's going to be Titus is purposely screwing up and it works in his favor. And then, you know what? Actually, this weirdly enough, this gives him an interesting platform to start from for where his manager character works. Because, like, if he's just, like, just constant failure dude who constantly just picks himself back up, then it's like, hey, you know what? Whoever I'm managing, Apollo, whoever, doesn't matter how many times you lose, you just got to pick yourself back up. Like... That's a type of, like, manager, like, that's a base for a character, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it, he could also have, like, the, he fails forward, right? Exactly. He, mm-hmm. Like, he fails, but then his, his the people he's managing end up being successful because of all these blunders that he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you succeed on my back sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fucking hilarious. I like it. Yeah. So, I think they keep... I hope they keep doing it, especially too, because like don't even... Apollo and Dana were really getting into it too, with like throwing down it's... the towel and like, oh, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah, and like I think Dana could do like the calculations for how he's gonna <laughs> screw up, right? Like you could make <laughs> like I I really like the Dana character. I think they haven't reached that potential yet with her. Yeah, they're they're definitely starting to get there though. Yeah, but that'd be great. She could like do some calculations for the slides, like <laughs> where you need to trip and like what you need to pull down when you do it and oh yeah it could oh my be God. that'd be hilarious you know i can even just imagine at some pay-per-view or something titus o'neill's coming out and he's just got like this giant like a big onesie uh bathing suit on and like a swimming cap and some goggles and like a giant uh like a floaty but it's like in the shape of a yeah. duck because then you have booker t on commentary and this would be finally the time when shucky ducky quack quack would be you know make sense <laughs> that's when he doesn't say it <laughs> Yeah, he just he forgets. He's like, oh, uh, shit, guys, I forgot. <laughs> the one time it actually made sense. <laughs> um, I actually heard an interesting... Uh, Corey Graves was on uh, Sam Roberts' podcast this week. And he mentioned how Sam brought up... He's like, so you used to really like uh, go after Booker when he would make mistakes. Now Coachman's kind of your, your fodder. And Corey explained at least with like... Booker, he's like, Booker was just, like, ridiculous. But he's like, Coachman, he's like, the stuff that he says, sometimes he's like, Coachman will, like, stop paying attention, and, like, we'll be looking on Twitter, and then come back and be like, well, this is a great match we have here, and it's just like, Coachman, that's what we've been saying for the past five minutes. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I don't, it's, it's weird how much, like, Corey Graves seems to be, like, the only guy on the main roster as far as commentary who seems to know what he's doing. Cause like, Which is why they have him on both shows. Yeah, right? It's like... It was funny. It was, uh, he, somebody was saying some sort of thing about how he made some sort of comments after the Greatest Royal Rumble about, like, you know, it's fucking shame that basically the women in Saudi Arabia don't have rights and things like that. And then I guess now some people are starting to poo-poo on him a little bit and start to say, it's like, oh, well, he's more expendable than he thinks. And I'm just looking at those commentary teams, and I was like, uh, not really. No. He's kind of the only thing that's holding that shit together. He's Vince's... Unless you're going to put Mauro Bernalo back he's up there. He's Vince's favorite. Yeah. He's the only one on the main roster, guys. Like, it's not garbage. Yeah, and, like, you saw when, like, 
Titus tripped. Mm-hmm. It was Cole and uh, him that were like actually ripping on it. Mm-hmm. So like obviously Vince likes him. Vince is the one feeding him those lines. Like, oh yeah, make fun of Titus for that. Like, <laughs> yep, <laughs> replay that about five times. <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny. And then I'm... wait a little bit, and then replay it again. Yep, just completely hijacked the whole thing. That was, I mean, it was fucking hilarious though. I'm trying to think. Though, I, I like... did enjoy Sam did joke. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, Sam did joke that Corey is the only one that's, like, not affected by the co-branded pay-per-views because he was already doing both anyway. <laughs> True. <laughs> yes, I wonder how... Well, I don't know. I don't care how they do commentary going forward. All the rest of them suck. They're just interchangeable. <laughs> yeah, Corey's just going to get on it. Yeah. You know what? They should just have... It's like, Corey, who do you want to do commentary with? Just pick one person who can be your play-by-play guy, and that's it. Like, let's just do that instead. I think according to him, he would choose, uh, who was his original NXT Oh, probably partner. Tom Phillips, right? Just really because they're, they're boys? Yeah. Well, yeah, you know what? It, they're it's, really good friends, so, apparently. The only, that's the only situation that I like Tom Phillips in, is because he just basically eats so much shit when Corey Graves is with him. Yeah, and he's a really he's a really good straight guy. He is. He's such a good straight guy taking all that dick from Corey Graves. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. Was there anything else from this uh, Greatest Royal Rumble show that really caught your eye? I mean, I feel uh, like the, the ladder match I mean, was pretty decent. Yeah, I like the the finish of Rollins running up the ladder to get it. Um. Cena defeating Triple H, I guess I was a little surprised by. Really? Because you picked it in our predictions. Yeah, but I didn't think it was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you crazy bastard. Like, I, I, with Triple H and Cena, it's like, whose ego is going <laughs> to <laughs> overcome? Oh, dude, well, when it comes down to pure egos, it's definitely going to be Triple H. There's no contest. So it's, but it's interesting then that like he went down. But I guess like, he, like you said, it was just glorified to house shows so that I didn't see it as a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I, so then, yeah, I guess my only other thing is one uh, Undertaker needs to be done because he had a horrible match with himself. <sighs> yeah, that uh, was a stinker. And then just with the AJ and Shinsuke stuff, because um, it comes up again on SmackDown this week. Mm-hmm. Do you think the low blow is getting overused? Well, it I don't know. It, it, I feel like it depends on where they're going with this. Because, I mean, overall, I would probably say yes. But I feel like they're probably trying to lean into this really hard. Because I would assume on Sunday at Backlash, are they going to like finally have AJ wear a cup? And then have that be the big reveal? Mm. It's like he's been punching him in the dick so many times that finally he's got the cup. And then Shinsuke's going to like break his arm. I <laughs> tried to do the uh, phenomenal dick arm or something. I don't know. Kind of like when uh, Brett wore the metal plate, so Gold- when Goldberg speared him, he hit the plate. <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. When he goes for the nut shasa, and he ends up breaking his arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess as long as they pay it off, that's what, I'll be okay with it. Yeah, although it's like... 
it makes me sad because that I feel like AJ's probably going to win, though. And I really want heel Nakamura to get the title because I fucking really, really like this heel Nakamura. <laughs> I think I think Nakamura actually may take it at uh, Backlash. I mean, maybe he still could. Like, maybe maybe the, the cup reveal is not the end of the match or something. Because I feel like that's got to be in this match is, like, AJ finally wears a cup. Because if AJ doesn't wear a cup at some point in this build, then he has literally got to be the dumbest superstar in the roster. Like he is, he is stupid babyface syndrome to the absolute max. Yeah, because it's like literally every single match that you have, and every single week that you're on TV, Shinsuke Nakamura punches you in the balls. How many times does that have to happen until you fucking wear a cup? I don't know. After twice, and if you're not doing it, you're you're a fucking idiot. Because once is once Maybe. is all right. Once is something happens. Twice is a coincidence. Three times is a pattern. WWE is uh, does have stupid baby faces. So, but that's like next level dumb baby face. Like, all right, he even <laughs> he even tattoos the births of his children on the side of his chest. Doesn't he realize if he gets his nuts smashed in, he won't be able to have any more kids? I oh, think I think he's it, done with kids. He's got like four or five at this point. Like, yeah. <laughs> but you, you think a man like that would be more protective of his jewels. But, alas. Maybe uh, maybe his uh, wife is like, yeah, no, get hit in the nuts. We're, we're done, so. Yeah. Oh, maybe, she, maybe that's the secret story. She's paying off Shinsuke Nakamura <laughs> to destroy his balls. <laughs> She's done. She's like, I can't have any more he, kids. He he wants another one, and she doesn't. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I love this. This is the secret backstory, everyone. Oh my gosh, Nakamura, the like baby slayer or something like that. I don't know. Baby slayer. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you imagine that? It's like it, like Nakamura finally wins the title, that he's just sitting there. He comes out with like AJ Styles' wife. It's like, oh, AJ Styles, you did not realize me and your wife were in cahoots. She did not want you to have any more children. <laughs> she paid me to hit you in balls until you die. <laughs> and now so, I am champion. Not, not personal, just business. <laughs> and he's like, what would you say? Oh, sorry, no speak English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep, the king of um, the king of nut style, maybe. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> king of. Well, now he's got to be the king of dong style, right? Like there you go. Oh, yeah, he can challenge uh, Joey Ryan and get the king of dong style. Title. Yeah, that's how Joey Ryan comes into WWE. He comes in for one night only, and then Shitsuke Nakamura punches him in the balls, and then he's dead. <laughs> he never comes back. <laughs> He's like, oh, very auspicious timing. You come here to this promotion. You, who used to penis as your greatest weapon. And now I, who punch in the dick as my greatest weapon. <laughs> then Joey Ryan's dead. I guess Adam Page will be all right then. He'll finally be all right. <laughs> anyway, moving on from Nakamura and the killing of all penises. Uh, yep. I wanted to, before we get into backlash. You don't want to talk about that for the next uh, like half hour. Well, you know me. I could. Yeah. 
But uh, I did want to talk to you about who is the true star of 205 Live. And I'll give you a hint. It's not Cedric Alexander. Who? 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 I say it's Drew Gulak. I completely agree. He has made me, like, I now look forward to tuning into 205 Live. Mm-hmm. I mean, overall, it's improving, but especially Drew Gulak. Like, holy shit. Yeah. To the point where, like, I think this is, how many people have been specifically gunning and asking for matches with him? I think it's been Mustafa Ali, Tony Nice, uh, Kalisto, and maybe, like, someone else, too. Like, everybody's gunning for Drew Gulak. I think Cedric probably is going to want a match. Like, Oh, Mark Andrews did, too. Like, he had a whole yeah. thing. It was like, oh, yeah. Like, he fought Tony Nice just to try and fight Drew Gulak. Like, yeah. Holy shit! Like the and guess what? They're all tapping out to his luck. Mm-hmm. The Gulak, like, and he was the main event this week, and Cedric was also yeah. on the show. Like, so I like they keep booking him in a way that like he almost feels like he's the real champion to me. Like, and what's you know not, the, the not that Cedric is illegitimate, is? but just that they've been booking Drew so strong. Yeah, the interesting part is he hasn't really changed his character that much, right? He's had a consistent character from the very beginning. And all it was is, like, when he was working with he who shall not be named, <laughs> according to the WWE, he was a little more goofy. But then now the character is a little more serious. And that's all that it's just been a more serious tone. But the same idea. I'm not going to do the flying stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take you out with submission. And look how much better it is when you do it from that perspective. Yeah, it's it's been an interesting evolution, right? Because he started out completely serious and no character, right? And then he went yeah. total character, and he was a little bit too goofy. And now he's right in that sweet spot in the middle where he's the best of both worlds. Because he's mm-hmm. got that real intensity of the character because, like, he's this crusader, right, for 205 Live, like he said. No high flying. But then now he's got the serious side of it where it's like, oh, shit, he's actually a really dangerous and competent submission specialist. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's he's doing, like, the Zack Sabre Jr., uh, thing where it's like instead of just tap out, it's like if you step to me, you will tap out. Yeah, like he's he's channeling that right now, and it's it's good. So I'm Absolutely. fucking digging it. And I'd say he's the not only the star of two of five live, but I think he's going to be the next champion with the way that things are being booked right now. Like I I almost can't see him not being the next champion. I think he's definitely, I think they're setting him up to be the next, by far. Definitely. In the same way, over to, to skip a little bit, because let's, let's talk about a few other things before we get into Backlash. Let's talk about the independent world. Let's talk about Ring of Honor mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Did you see any of uh, Honor Bound? Was that what it was called? No, I did not. Uh, pretty much the only thing of Ring of Honor I've caught within the last week is the clip of Cody Rhodes' promo mm-hmm. talking about getting the championship back. And Brandy motioning, doing like that motion for the belt, and <laughs> Cody turning at her and going, "Wait, are you pregnant?" She's like, "Oh God, no!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty hilarious. Um, but then to capitalize on that with that championship sort of idea, the Bullet Club teamed up to face all the champions of Ring of Honor in like the main event, oh. and it was uh, first of all a pretty sweet match. But then also the Bullet Club got the victory. So, watch out, champions of Ring of Honor. So, I don't, I don't know necessarily where this means that Cody's going to be going after Dalton next, or maybe Marty. But both those guys have been gunning after Mr. Castle. And Interesting. I don't know. I still... 
It's so I was definitely for a long time, and I still think it could happen that Marty Skrull is going to be the one that dethrones Dalton Castle. But in lieu of some other developments in New Japan, I'm still wondering if that's going to be the case because uh, over in New Japan we got some other title changes that have been pretty big and important. And Mr. Marty Skrull and the Young Bucks are now the open weight six man tag team champions. Oh, when did that happen? That happened just uh, today. Yeah, oh. today at Wrestling Dontaku Day One, or I guess technically like yesterday, but like I watched it today. Oh, okay. Because it was like so happening within the last past night. Twenty-four hours. Yeah, so it was like yeah, with the time change, essentially, it was like happening last night at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was that was a good match too because it was interesting too because the people they took it off of were other Bullet Club members. This was they took it off of Tama, Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, and Bad Luck Fale. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So, inter-Bullet Club title match, and it switched over to Marty and the Bucks. So, they're the six-way tag team champions. And then, actually, later in that same night, after winning those, uh, the Young Bucks are now challenging, because they're heavyweights now, they're challenging Sonata and Evil for the tag titles. So, they're mm. really, really trying to step up their stock. Um, yeah, so that was a pretty big deal. Um, Cody ended up getting a win over Kota Ibushi. To revenge his loss back at Wrestle Kingdom. That was a pretty sweet match. Uh, and then Kenny Omega ended up defeating Adam Page. So it looks like we're both setting up for like uh, probably another blow-off match here between Cody and Kenny. Either that or mm-hmm. a bigger tag match against those guys. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. So that was, And this is also... so Another thing that's interesting about wrestling Dontaku. So there's, there's going to be more stuff uh, after night two, which I guess would probably be happening at some... Maybe... Actually, from the time change, it might be happening like later tonight i'd have to look it up but i'm not sure all what the matches oh, is on there but is it like a multi-night event thing yeah it's a two-night event okay but wrestling Dontaku, for those who don't know uh this is the five-year anniversary of the bullet club because really? five years ago yep at it's Dantaku. only been five mm-hmm. like that's i know right like it feels like it's been a lot longer than that yeah but yeah five years well, ago was when uh balor made bullet or bullet club yeah, because the Young Bucks were on Jericho's podcast this week. Another great interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and they discussed, Jericho just said, if you think about it, how ridiculous has it been of the leaders of the Bullet Club? Like, you started with Finn, gets passed off to AJ, gets passed off to Kenny Omega slash Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> what other group has been able to survive so many changes, but then each time get, like, I would say, like, an even better person. So, like, leader. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of weird, too, right? Because I feel like a lot of times when these sort of groups happen, it starts out strong, and then it just always goes downhill. I mean, the the obvious connection is always NWO. Mm-hmm. Like, it got way too big for its britches. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, it's, it, it is kind of amazing, right? Yeah. And I... When I stop to think about it, I wonder if it could have happened this way, this well, in any promotion other than New Japan. Because I think that's the key. I think that is the key because of the way they treat factions. Mm-hmm. It's so much they different. They hold on to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it because it, it really means something when you're part of a faction there. Like yeah. you're you're in a faction until you're not. Like it, yes. it's a it's not just like a whimsy. Like oh, whatever. We just decide to put together a faction, then we'll just disband it after a little bit or. 
instantly people are going to betray each other. It's like, no, this shit stands for a long time. Yeah, it's not just two main event guys teaming up for, like, a week. Like, mm-hmm. no, it's it's going to last a while. And it's also, it's a little easier for them, for especially a faction like the Bullet Club, right? Where it's just all the foreigners, pretty much. And so that mm-hmm. makes it, like, a little bit easier to be like, yeah, this is the Hill faction, got it? All right. But then they actually got over and became, like, baby faces. That's the interesting part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wonder really when a lot of that started, whether that was, like, like purely out of Kenny Omega. Because I feel like he's definitely, like, the catalyst for a lot of that, right? Like, I think so, too. Because mm-hmm. Finn was definitely a heel all the way through, and AJ was definitely a heel all the way through. So mm-hmm. I think it was the Kenny Omega era that really... Got it, and it, it's especially uh, surprising with the Japanese crowd, right? Because the Japanese pr- crowd takes baby faces and heels very seriously. Hmm. Yeah, definitely a lot more so. Like I, th- I don't think there's rarely any tweeners in New Japan. So yeah, it's like I feel like sometimes kind of like the Chaos Group are kind of tweeners ish, mm-hmm. but even then, it's like yeah, there's really not tweeners to the same extent. Well, I don't know. I also have to say this note. Half the time when somebody's a tweener in WWE, it's because they're trying to be a heel and they're not doing it right. Yes. <laughs> they're like, oh, I'm I'm being cool. It's like, no. Because they, they claim that, I hate the people that say Austin was a tweener. Like, no. He was a fucking baby face. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think, you know, maybe one of the only other people that you could kind of legitimately say in WWE is kind of a tweener would be somebody like Randy Orton. Yes, maybe someone who's and I'll say it's it's those people that were good at both. Mm-hmm. And Orton is Stone Cold was not a good heel like he was a, so much and, and not saying the wrestler was not good at being a heel. It was mm-hmm. the character just didn't fit in that heel way because he was so over as babyface. Yeah. Although I guess, you know, it, in the context of New Japan, I would say that like. I would I would maybe consider Naito a tweener. Mm, yeah. Cuz like he's he does constantly ride that at least right now. He's riding that fence between like face and heel all the time. Like he'll he can yeah. do a heel thing whenever he wants to, but like he also does a lot of face stuff and he gets cheered all the time. Mhm. So I would I would say Naito is maybe the tweener, but speaking of him, another really big development, Naito is the Intercontinental Champion once again. Oh wow. He, uh, he had a match against Suzuki at um, Hinokuni, defeating him. And he's he's revitalizing a little bit of the gimmick where um, last time he had the Intercontinental Champion, he was destroying it as he had the title. Like, every title defense, he would, like, break off piece of it, pieces of it and shit. Nice. And now, at least, I don't know if he's going to go all the way to that, but at least with this, uh, after one, winning it, the first match he had, he came out and he did not have the belt around his waist. So, like, he's at least going to that level of disrespecting it. Because in the post-match interview, he was talking about how the belt is meaningless. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that basically he means more than the belt. So why do I care about this thing? And it's it's found its way back to me. So, I don't know. It would be interesting to see kind of how they go with it moving forward. But at least for right now, it seems like he's continuing his a little bit of I'm better than the belt, so I don't care about it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, pretty interesting. But at the same time, it's one of those things where it's like, even though he's a 
very faceish right now. People cheer him like that's the sort of thing can definitely get you booed. Oh yeah. So I'm digging that. Uh, also, on another note, Juice Robinson had a match against Roki Goto for the Never Openweight title, and that was fucking awesome. Even though he didn't win it, he really well, stepped up in making himself look a lot tougher. I think by the end of this year, Juice definitely has a title. I could definitely see it, and I kind of hope so. You like the Never Openweight title or the uh, U.S. title? Mm-hmm. I would love to see Juice get a championship. Yeah. It's just great to see him like find this success, right? Because mm-hmm. he was a nobody in NXT, so... He was garbage as C.J. Parker. He was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> all it takes is just a change of scenery. Sometimes, yeah. For some guys, it's like, all of a sudden, it's night and day. But I guess it's like, I guess maybe that's that's why you can't completely write people off. Sometimes, like... Yeah. Maybe, who knows, maybe Coda Reeves actually is a good pro wrestler and we just need to find the right gimmick for him. But I'll tell you no. this... The no. finest, ain't it? <laughs> no. No. And that's Just all not. I have to say about that. That gimmick is worse than when he didn't have a gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that actually having a gimmick would ever be worse? <laughs> I know, <Nothing>. right? <laughs> Ugh, that was horrendous. I hope that's instantly dead. Like, please let that just be one week. Oh, shit, that was really bad. Let's never do that shit again. <laughs> Get that off TV. It's either going to be that or, like, they've already taped everything and they're just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, well, it's going to last, like, four weeks. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's see. Was there anything else really important you wanted to get to before we get into our predictions for Backlash? Uh, I just like the uh, Roddy and Pete Dunn angle. I'm mm-hmm. a little disappointed that it was, um, was it Oni Lorkin and who came out to save... Pete Dunn. Yeah, Danny Birch and uh, Oni Lorcan. Yeah, Danny Birch. I could think of. Uh, kind of wish it was Mustache Mountain, but yeah, I was really confused. I was like, how the fuck is this not Mustache Mountain? Yeah, like maybe they're gonna do more than one match, and maybe these guys are gonna lose first, and then they bring in Mustache Mountain. Or maybe like it's just a spinoff of maybe Orkin and uh, Birch came out just this time. Hmm. Like, they just happen to be there. Because, like, they do have a gripe with Undisputed, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot they did have a little bit of a gripe. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. But, yeah, I really like that angle. Oh, I also like the uh, Roderick and Daniel Bryan spot at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, well, also, I mean, shit, Daniel Bryan in general at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Holy shit. Yeah. What, 50 some Man. minutes or something like that? I thought it was over an hour. I think he set the new record. Oh, was it over an hour? Okay. Oh, I definitely know he set the new record, but I, th- I think as far as the time, I think it was oh, over an hour. He's got to be over an hour then, because I think Rey Mysterio's record was over an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely set the record. He set, and then uh, Strowman set the elimination record. Yes, which I think was that Reigns that he now overtook? Yep. Good, because before that it was Kane... Who is now your official Republican nominee for the Knox County mayor race? Not just nominee. He won. No, he just won the Republican nominee. It was just a primary. Oh, 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 oh. gotcha. So, yeah, he he won yeah. that. <laughs> and did yes, you hear? But he is like, now a strong. Did you hear how thin the margin what, was? What were you gonna... 
17 votes. 17 votes. Holy shit. Now, it's I'm interested to see if it's, like, definitive now, because before they were saying, yes, you won by 17 votes, but there was, like, 40-some ballots that were being contested. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll see if, like, we'll have to see if it goes into court or anything like that mm-hmm. from his opponents. But he's now, if, if he does secure the Republican nomination... Being that it's Knox County, Tennessee, he has a very strong chance of winning. <laughs> because yeah. he won with like a couple of tens of thousands of votes, whereas the Democratic nominee who won their primary only won with like 4,000 votes. <laughs> Holy shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> People were like, if you want to know how much a favorite Republicans are, just look oh at the numbers. <laughs> Okay, quick quick political tangent for a second. Anybody in our country who yeah. thinks that everybody's vote counts the same is fucking ignorant as shit. You don't know nothing. Because if you're in a state like Tennessee, guess what? If you're a Democrat, your vote doesn't fucking count, dummy. You're so outvoted by fucking Republicans, you might as well vote ten times or burn your card. It doesn't matter either way. Gotta, like your, vote, your vote only matters these, these if you're in a swing state. Anyway, uh, back to other things. Oh, talking about a slim margin. What did you think of that uh, dwarf that they had come out and play Daniel Bryan for Big Cast a Kill? I thought that was like a fun little angle. Oh, that that was good. Yeah, nice nice way to get heat on because the, I thought it the then, crowd reacted well. Yeah, and I thought it simplified Cast's argument. Now, like we had that really complicated promo last week. Mm. Now we've got. I'm a big man, you're a small man. That's why we're fighting. Yep. Oh my god, that, that totally fucking reminds me of something else I wanted to ask you about on SmackDown. Do you think after this backstage promo with Rusev Day, does it is Rusev Day headed towards the end? Is Lana going to try and break I, them up? Uh, that bitch. The crowd's going to hate it. So that, do you think maybe they're being like, smart about this and like prefer... this is like something they're going to like tease and they're going to stay together? I, they should. They should just tease that Lana's going to come in and try to break them up, but then Rusev Day prevails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because if they're smart enough, they actually play that. That could be really fun. I would love to see that. Like, she's trying mm-hmm. to get in between them, and then Aiden has to remind him, like, hey, dude, bros before hoes. Come on. Rusev Day. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you're right. Rusev Day. That'd be fun. Well, maybe. Unless they fuck it up. But there's always a good chance of that, right? Which they probably will, so... <laughs> and they'll probably fuck it up. No, nah, <laughs> that never happens. No, never. Never do and they fuck gone. anything. And, and it's gone. Yep, South Park. <laughs> Alright, all right. oh my god. Uh, last right, so last note before we go into Backlash. When Reigns was talking about being the rightful yeah. champion, and then immediately all those people come out and just beat the shit out of him, and the crowd starts cheering. How fucking hilarious was that? <laughs> <laughs> it's well, like, that, can I just say that that Montreal crowd made Raw and SmackDown so much more enjoyable mm-hmm. I, like the, at the end it's gone it was just making me think it's like what if they're like sitting in the back and like Reigns is trying to say some shit but it's like hey I'm the rightful champion I'm going to do all this shit and then maybe like a few people are starting to get behind him again and it's like oh man hey maybe let's cheer this guy he, is, he did win he should have won he should be the champion and then other people come out that are way better than him and they start booing again it's like and it's gone 
And then they start beating him down. He's supposed to be the baby face. They cheer louder. Ah, and it's really gone. <laughs> Is Reigns a baby face? And it's gone. <laughs> and it's gone. Nope. He is not. So, so uh, pull, backlash. Pulling up this backlash card here. Uh, I had no idea this is in New Jersey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit, we like totally could have gone to this. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a Newark. Totally bummed that I'm not going to see this one. Yeah, just going to watch it at home on the network. <laughs> yeah, no. This one, this one did not I'll seem pay, like they. I'll cared. pay my nine ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine. That seems about the right price for this pay per view. I don't. I mean, yeah. clearly we have the option to go see this one. I'll save up. Uh, I don't think I'm going to. Uh, I'm saving up. <laughs> I'm saving up my money for WrestleMania next year. So. I'm saving up my money for something that I'm going to enjoy watching. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm getting backlash. Just seems like a lazy pay per view to me right now. Oh, it's 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 just WrestleMania Part Three now because we had the Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to a few matches, but we'll get into yeah. which ones those are. Okay, so is it uh Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? No, because this match just happened on Raw. What the fuck? Yeah, I think it's oh, we need these guys on this card. Shit, what do we do? Uh tag team match. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I feel like this is a pretty easy win for Strowman. I'm guessing. Yeah, I think I think you got to put Strowman and Lashley over Strowman because of his win. Lashley's new, so you want to give him that win. Uh, and then Owens and Zayn can always lose. They're really good promos, so them losing isn't a big deal. And also, I just I don't see how they would like. I understand how they could, but I just don't see how they. I don't see them giving Cammy the win here. Like, because they yeah. would have to do so much cheating and shenanigans, like it would be insane. And I, I, I actually, don't. See I want to see them like try shenanigans and fail, like with Strowman. I think that mm. would be more entertaining. Well, I feel like that's you know what? Do you think their shenanigans is going to be that they're going to try and have to try and turn them against each other somehow? Even though, like, how would that Either happen that in a tag or, match? Like, try to hit Strowman with a chair, and he just like punches it out of their hand or something like that. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah, I, I, I think this is going to be an entertaining match. I'm just, it's mm-hmm. not that huge of a deal. No, well, yeah, because it's like, I feel like it's pretty obvious that Strowman's going to win, and there really doesn't seem to be a whole lot of consequence for this match, so it's just kind of, it's there. Yeah. And like we said, this already happened on Raw. Like, we already yeah. saw this match. <laughs> uh, so next up, we have Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. Hmm. This is a tough one. Um... Maybe not, though, now that I'm going to talk it out. I think you've got Daniel Bryan, who is obviously super over, mm-hmm. but could probably take the loss. Because I think if you're trying to establish Big Cass as a heel on SmackDown, mm-hmm. he probably has to win this one. I I mean, I would say that it would definitely be really good for him to win, right? But yeah. I could I feel like you could definitely still pull off kind of like a fluke win. like Not like a complete fluke win, but like maybe Daniel Bryan ends up winning with a roll-up, even though it's, like, a skillful roll-up. Yeah. Like, something where, like, Cass can still lose and it doesn't make him look terrible. Because, like, if he just gets straight-up pinned or submitted, that would that be would kind of bad, rough. Yeah. But, yeah, like, if, if Daniel Bryan eventually ends up, like, catching him in, like, a really complicated pinning predicament, then I would totally be down for that. Like, 
Cass is dominating him and just when he goes to throw him down at one point, Daniel Bryan happens to reverse it into a pin. Exactly. Like book it book it in a way that like Cass just wins this fight, but then Daniel Bryan catches him at the end because it's like fuck. Like this is all I can do at this point. Yeah. And you know, it, it makes sense because like look, Daniel Bryan's been in this scenario before. Like bigger guys have dominated him and he's needed yeah. to pull tricks out of the bag. So you can you can do that sort of thing. And yeah. You know, he beat Triple H and Randy Orton and Batista all on the same night, so Yeah. So I feel like that would be the smarter way to go about it, but you, I feel like you could also just have Cass win because, like, Daniel Bryan's so over, he can eat the loss, and it wouldn't hurt him that much. But, exactly. But, like, you would want him to get the win over Cass eventually, though, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it would be better just to do it now and move on because, honestly, also at this point, as far as Daniel Bryan's concerned on SmackDown, you just need to get him into the feud with The Miz. Like, because both sides are ready for that. And until you do that, everything else is just a placeholder. Yeah, it's like, what is Daniel Bryan doing now? So, Right. So I feel like it'd be better just to give him the win now over Cass. Cass will be fine, especially if you book it okay. Um, and then Daniel Bryan can start his feud with The Miz. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think we're both going Dan... Uh, I'm sorry, both going big Cass then? Hmm. You know what? No, I'm going mean, to... I am. You're going Cass? All right, because I'm going Daniel yeah. Bryan. Because I feel right. like if, cause if Cass wins here, I think they'd have to extend it out too long. But maybe that's exactly what they're going to do. That's the problem, right? Because it's like, shit, this is WWE. They love the big man. They do love that big man. So, all right, we'll see. That that match matters now. Yep. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. I think Another with really the path... One. I think with the path they're heading down, I think Joe may get the win here. I think so too, but it's 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 almost like so hard to bet against Reigns because he's like lost so many times in a row that it's like shit. They might give him the win here because like because Joe losing because if Joe lost but, to Reigns, like it wouldn't fuck him over that much. But like no, neither guy losing is a big deal, right? Like no, it's not a huge deal either way because they're not going to be on the same show. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like, and they're also they're gonna put on an amazing match. So, I probably because they have good history together and good chemistry. So, yeah, I think it'll work well. I I I'm leaning towards Joe though as well because like he's just come back from the injury and stuff. So this is like his first real like other than the he had the ladder match, but this is like a first singles match. Yeah, but that was. And that this is what he's been talking about, right? Like he's been like, oh yeah, I'm gonna win the IC title at the ladder match, but Roman Reigns. It's like yeah, yeah. So then, if he demolishes Roman Reigns, this is like the perfect win to set him up for being like the next big contender for the WWE title. So I feel like I could see it from that standpoint. And also, if they're smart with Reigns and they do maybe want to turn him heel, having another big profile loss would be a good way to feed into that, right? If he like fought Brock Lesnar over and over again, can't beat him, then lost to Samoa Joe, then it's like fuck, man, what do I need to do? Turn heel. It would fit into his. It would fit, fit into his character right now, which is what Joe always says. Like he loses mm-hmm. to Lesnar and then comes out, gives him some kind of bullshit excuse. Like exactly. So I'm I'm gonna go Joe. Right. Are you going Joe as well? Uh, Carmelo versus. Uh, yes, Joe. Joe. Samoa Joe. Uh, Carmelo versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. 
I've, mm, I feel like I'm going to go Carmella. Why are these I, all so hard? <laughs> I, well, yeah, this one's hard too. Cause it's like, you could definitely see Charlotte just winning it back. Um, but I feel like yeah. what they could do and would be the smarter decision is have Carmella have the Iconics help her cheat to retain it for now. And then I think Carmella would then drop it to Asuka at Money in the Bank. Yes. Because I think that'd be because a great like piece of irony because it's like the night that she like last year was like, hey, that was the greatest night of my life. I won Money in the Bank and shit. Remember that? And then now I'm going to do it again by retaining my title and then that lose to Asuka. <laughs> The other thing to consider is the next time Charlotte wins the title, she ties Trish Stratus for the most championships won. Ooh, shit. I did not know that. Hmm. Yeah. It's a big deal. And but actually, you know, I think. Go ahead. I don't, I don't think that's happening at this pay per view, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So you're going Carmella as well? Yeah. I think you save that for, like, down the line, have Charlotte beat Asuka. Yeah, and that then would... at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what? Here, this would also be a way to even potentially save because I was so mad when they took away the streak of Asuka. But if they, because this week on SmackDown they did a good job of building her back up, so kudos on that one. Um, but if they keep doing that uh-huh. and say say she's the one to dethrone Carmella, and then Charlotte goes back into chase mode against Asuka, then if she challenges Asuka, maybe like at least once or twice and loses, then this can help redeem the storyline of when she beat her before, because now it can start calling into question like, shit, I beat her that one time, but maybe that was a fluke. Like maybe I can't beat her again. And then if she mm-hmm. finally does beat her again, gets this big title win, ties Trish Stratus and all that, that could be a big moment that actually matters. Yes. Instead of just making Oscar lose for no reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. So maybe this is all part of the bigger plan. I can only hope. So there actually is a bigger plan. Uh, I said hopefully. Oh, wait, no, I guess there there is a bigger plan, right? The bigger plan is get Roman Reigns over as a babyface. That's <laughs> been the plan for years. <laughs> and we see how swimmingly that's been going. Swimmingly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to say Carmelo on that one then. Yeah, it's been swimming about as well as a 10,000-pound brick. Uh, so then up next we have the other women's championship match from Raw Car- or Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss I feel like this is absolutely Nia's match to win Nia retains definitely can you imagine if they fucking stripped it off her and put it back on Alexa this quickly oh my god <laughs> that would be the weirdest I actually out of all the ones so far like that's the, that's the decision I can least see happening I could even see Kame beating Strowman and Les Lashley before I see that happening. <laughs> and that ain't happening either. <laughs> Although it, and even just like from a ridiculousness standpoint, from like a practical standpoint, it would be ridiculous to put the title back on Alexa. Like she just had that title for like almost a goddamn year. Mm-hmm. Like what who who has she not fought at this point other than Rousey? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't I don't think anybody. Like I think she's fought everybody at this point for the title and stuff, so. Yeah, keep it on Naya. Let's see what else she can do with it. Cause she just got it too. Like fuck. Yeah. And with the storyline you're telling, I don't think you want Alexa winning, right? 
No. That'd be re- if, dude, if Alexa won, Naya would just be dead. Like, she would be completely dead as a character. Because, like, not only did you just lose to somebody, like, right after you just got the title, but then you lost to, like, the smallest, least physically competent girl on the roster. Like, I don't know where you go from there. <laughs> I mean, we saw what that fucking did to Bailey when she just got eviscerated by Alexa Bliss for no reason. She shouldn't have. So, unless you want, unless you want that to happen to Naya, too, uh, Naya should win soundly here. What else we got? Uh, then we have Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton for the United States Championship. Hmm. I think Jeff retains. I think so, too. It's it's carded because there's really not been a lot to this feud. Right? Yeah, so that's why I think Jeff retains. I think they just like having the United States Championship on him. Mm-hmm. He's very popular, so. Yeah. And then plus, too, maybe we can finally get a heel Orton again. Maybe he'll turn or something and be pissed that he can't beat Jeff Hardy or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What else? We have a tag match on there? Uh, No. It's all singles matches besides the first tag team match that we went over. Huh. Uh, so yeah. Then we have Seth Rollins versus Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. Seth Rollins. They're not putting both yeah. the mid-card titles on SmackDown. That'd be fucking yeah. ridiculous. Exactly. And then finally, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE Championship. I think Shinsuke takes it here. Hmm. All right. This will be another one where we're different. I think Styles retains. Really? Mm hmm. Because I, I think it would be way smarter to have Nakamura win here to really help pay off his heel turn. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with how much they're building up Samoa Joe, and I think he's going to get that win, that I feel like they're keeping the title on AJ for now. And then gotcha. Nakamura, because if if they don't transition right into a feud with uh, Daniel Bryan and The Miz, I could see Nakamura fighting Daniel Bryan for a little bit. Like mm-hmm. them kind of being like the next number one contender feud sort of thing. And then Daniel Bryan can either go against AJ Styles or Samoa Joe, depending on who has the title coming out of that. So I'm going to go Styles. Because I, I think they're going to actually have the whole like cup reveal be the finish for this match is that he's going to wear the cup. Nakamura is going to go for the low blow fucking like break his arm or whatever. And then styles will roll him up for the win and put gotcha. away Nakamura. I think Shinsuke, I think styles like gets the low blow or something and it doesn't work. And I think shots, uh, Shinsuke retain or gets the championship. Sorry. Ooh, actually, you know what? There you go. That's what it is. So Nakamura will go for the low blow. It doesn't work because styles has the cup and then styles is going to kick Nakamura in the dick or punch him in the dick and then pin him for the win. Because he even talked about it on SmackDown. I was like, hey, you know what? Because there's no rules, so I can break the rules too. Hmm. All right. So if our predictions stand, then it comes down to the WWE title match between Styles and Nakamura and then the match between Dana Bryan and Big Cass. It all comes down to that. See if you can't win this title back after just losing it to me one week ago at Greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> Don't worry. Give me another, what, two weeks until Money in the Bank or whatever? <laughs> yeah. How long do we have? Do we actually have a month again? 
Uh, let me see. Uh, oh, shit, I just had the page up. Oh, pull it up again. Maybe they're going to be nice and let us finally have a break again. Yeah, it would It would be nice. Yeah. It is, is June 17th. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. That's a whole month. Hey, good job. Yeah, because if it's this Sunday, then it's one, two, three, four, five six weeks wow holy crap well you see that is until of course they decide to schedule the greatest money in the bank which will happen <laughs> right in between backlash and money in the bank and it'll be in uh i don't know china or something like just pick a random place who needs uh whatever next exactly and then uh let's see they'll bring in some some star that they need. They'll they'll create a new title belt, a new specific money in the bank, but you can't cash it in on anything. But it's like only for that night. I don't know. Be something ridiculous. Yeah. No. Just regular old money in the bank. In uh Chicago? Is it Chicago this year? Uh yes. Rose uh, the Rosemont Horizon. Well, it used to be called the Rosemont Horizon All State mm-hmm. Arena now. Yep. All right, let's fucking see it. Or maybe CM Punk will return. <laughs> Become uh, the first time three, three-time Money in the Bank winner. That's that's what's going to happen. That's Call it right now. Money in the Bank predictions. <laughs> CM Punk returns. No, he would never. Or at least not for that, I don't think. No, he, he's going to be at all in. Man, that'd be cool. <laughs> I really want to go to All In. I think that'd be fun. I'm going to look into it. Because uh, tickets go on sale soon, right? Uh, I think so. I think they go on, yeah, within the next couple of weeks, I believe. So all y'all should go check out All In and go to the show. Because yep. I, I want that to sell out so hard just so that we can fucking rub it in the faces of all like the old wrestling guard people who just are like, oh, it's never going to happen. That shit's never going to happen. It's like, you know what? Go fuck yourselves. Actually, in the Young Bucks interview, they mentioned it's because of Dave Meltzer. Like, mm. apparently, Cody already had this idea in his head, but then um, Meltzer said, he was like, oh, Ring of Honor could never sell 10,000 seats or something like that. And so Cody was like, oh, yeah? <laughs> yep. I mean, it's fucking ballsy. I'm glad that he's at least trying it, right? Oh, yeah. It's fucking cool. So, I don't know. I think you go. Here's the other thing right. to think about it that maybe it could happen. Just, just a last little quick note, because think about even the level of numbers that those guys have. Because pretty much all the elite guys that are going to be there, right? They have mm-hmm. a really big following on YouTube, and I assume that all those guys are wrestling fans. But like, there might be some people who watch that show who aren't even wrestling fans. And like, there's all sorts of people who just oh, like, yeah. on YouTube and other web series and shit like that who sell out shows and stuff like that. People come to see them. So who knows? Like, they might have a lot bigger audience than people realize. And it could happen. Definitely. 10,000 seats, if they've got, like, hundreds of thousands of viewers online and stuff like that, it's like, you know, it could happen. All right, so I think that's going to do it for us this week. 
Yep, I think we're both getting tired. Uh, so we'll we'll end this up. Yes. We will be back next week, just running down a normal week where we... Uh, actually, no. So we'll be reviewing Backlash, my mm-hmm. bad. But then after that, will be a couple of weeks of normal weeks. Um, so check out uh, all of our social media and uh, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. Absolutely. And motherfuckers should go check out the betterbookingbureau.com or betterbookingbureau.wordpress.com. Yes, that's how it is. Uh, where we've been putting together some pitches for how we would book Raw each week better than the WWE creative team. And I feel like we've already come up with some good shit and we're going to keep doing it. Prove that we should be running the show. 